Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. I'm Suzanne Gallagher. Thanks for returning to hear more from April Bailey, Part 2 of Racist Anti-Racism Programs, Oregon Education Service Districts. April is a mom and resident in Tillamook, Oregon, the Nestucca School District on the Oregon coast. Listen as we continue our discussion. And, you know, I grew up in a broken home. I got my affirmation in this school district. You wow. know, I was a brown kid, even though I'm very European descent. And, and I trained as a teacher in the school district. So it was very offensive to me. And I told the board right away, I am shocked. I mean, because I had to speak right after that presentation, to be honest with you. And I just kind of like felt like I just got nailed to the wall. And I was rather shocked. The whole thing was such lies and so ugly to me. I could not believe it. It's just really offensive to me. And also you need to know our district is very rural. I mean, this is the land of Tillamook cheese. Okay. And honestly, even our liberal friends are not very happy about some of this. They, but they are afraid. And let me explain. We are one of the school in our area is one of the biggest employers. It is the biggest employer in South Tillamook County. So how this translate is no teachers feel the freedom to express their opinion unless it follows the dogma. Okay. No employee spouses feel like they can go against the dogma and how bad it has gotten, not just with CRT and stuff is when we were get closed, we were closed for one full year. We're one of the only school districts with a small student population. We're closed for one full year. How bad it was is when they're delivering the free food deliveries, to people's homes, it they made the children wear masks outside to receive that food. Outside. And in my neighborhood, that was the time they could oh, see each other. Wow, this is really a revelation to me. Yeah, I turned I, I mean that you live where the school district is the largest employer. Yes. Is that what you said? Oh my god. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty wow. sure. And you're right. I mean, we work with teachers. In fact, just yesterday, uh, I I had some interaction with a teacher. She shared some information, and we we did publish it early. It was just an announcement about a training, but she was so afraid. Yeah, she said, "I'm going to need a lawyer." Just about an announcement of a teacher training regarding K through four, a CSE that they are now introducing. Do they do these things in secret? Should no one know about a training, a teacher training? I said, I, I believe that that is public information. Yeah. 
And um, so unless they're, they're going against school policy or they're doing something that is illegal, what is the harm in announcing this? Even the individual who was uh, leading, you know, the discussion and talking yeah. about it, she was in tears. Yeah. That one of, because she said, one of my teachers is sharing this information as if somebody was going to get in trouble. Okay, so look at what's going on here. So yeah. they're afraid, even the department head is afraid. Everybody's afraid that the public will know what yeah. is going on in the school. Now that is significant. And it sounds to me like, like in your, in your uh, area, in your district, in your uh, town, your county, that that is a huge issue now. It yes. must be because everybody is afraid. In fact, we have even, I mean, this is a whole nother discussion, right. but seriously, it's a huge problem because yeah. what it tells me is that not only are they trying to keep parents out of the loop, they want the citizens out of the loop. Yes. They don't, they're passing things, you know, behind the, you know, behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. uh, they're hiding it and then releasing it at the last minute. So people feel like there's nothing that, that, that they can change, nothing they can do, sure. nothing they can change. They have no voice. Right. And guess what, April, it is going to get worse. Do you, yeah. do you believe that? Well, let me tell you what just happened. I, and I think, you know, but let me explain. So in trying, I've been informed uh, um, by a school employee that there are racially exclusive clubs in our school that are being sponsored. I asked for a list of school clubs from our school district and they told me I'd have to pay. I asked for a list and I asked for their organizational documents of the clubs. Okay. Okay. And for teacher work groups, because teacher work groups, there are work groups within the school. I've worked on them before as a student teacher, like we had a positive uh, behavior program, right? So sure. there was a teacher work group that was a positive behavior program. Well, you know, during COVID, the counselors got in on this, future diverse educators program. There are teacher work groups. Okay. So I asked for those as well. I asked for a list of those. So they made me pay for that, which is fine. So I took my $23 check to the district office on a day that school is not open because by the way, don't come on school grounds, but I assumed it was okay. because they have had games. They have had a few meetings open to the public. Now I assumed it was fine. Um, nobody said anything to me. I just gave them the check. The administrative assistant took it. 10 days later, she sends me a list of student clubs that I knew about already as a community member. Um, no organizational documents, all these excuses about it follows the strategic plan and that there are no teacher clubs, which I never asked for. And that all teacher, and then when I pushed it, she said teacher work groups work under school policy. They won't tell me, okay? Then they told me that I was not allowed on school grounds unless I make an appointment or there is a specific meeting happening open to the public. They absolutely told me that. They, this school district has work crews coming in because we're building a building all the time. They have delivery people. They are open for games to the public. And they said, you are being notified that you are not to step on school grounds without an appointment. Or and and so what do you need to do to be able to be, step on school grounds? I mean, is there anyone that they allow? Only employees? I mean, you are a taxpayer at the very least. Right. You're a citizen, a taxpayer, a resident. Right. They have my, 
they have my background check on file because I've worked for them within wow. the last three years. Yeah. There's no excuse. And maybe you may not know this. I'm about five, two and about 110 pounds. Oh. So I don't present a lot of threat. Right. It's all, you know, it's ridiculous. And just to kind of show you some other places, this issue has gone um, with trying to keep the public out. Um, I recently at the last board meeting, a parent did call in, I'm sorry, a grandparent because the district forcibly removed his granddaughter's mask at school to replace it with another one and did not call the parents. He called in to complain at the board meeting because he was told by our superintendent that he was not allowed to attend in public when she knew full well, he was allowed to attend in public. And this is, this is Pat, this is how this district operates. I'm sad to say it, but it is. And I told them at the last board meeting, and this is what all of you should consider. We call your board members. Our board has not voted no, not one of them, one time in three years that I can find, not one time. Oh my gosh. With transgender, with uh, infringement on gun rights, infringement on teachers' rights and religion, with uh, basically critical race theory, none of it. None of them have voted no, ever. That's a great strategy. We have to make that available. Yes. I'm talking about parents' rights. We need to make this available. What? What is required in the state of Oregon? And oftentimes it's different, you know, from state to state, these right. kinds of uh, initiatives. Right. How do you recall a board member? Yeah, well, that's something I have to actually research. Um, I do know it can be done. Um, I would imagine there has to be a petition with a certain amount of signatures, just like a recall of any other elected official. Your, re your board members can be recalled. Um, and the problem is, to be honest with you, one of the problems is, is a lot of parents, even when you try to get information out like this, Suzanne, um, either A, they don't wanna hear it, they don't have time to deal with it, um, or they're busy, mm -hmm. or they just didn't get a chance to hear the information. So it's, we're, we, we are to the point now that I think that there's enough parents that are, are very frustrated with our district that we can, I hope, join make a chapter of our own of parents' rights. And that is my hope to do um, in the next few weeks, because we, we really need to get this started. Parents' rights are being trampled on by the school district every which way. The school district, does, those members do not care. Most of them have pet projects they care about with the school district, whether it's wrestling, um, an athletics group. I mean, there are several different groups that have a representative on the board which is fine as long as they'll still represent the community and they do not, they represent the superintendent. Changing who the superintendent is, uh, is, a, is a big part of the problem as well. Yes. And it will not happen right. if the board is not changed because the board hires the superintendent. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And this is not uncommon where mm -hmm. superintendents they have an agenda they have a bias yes. and they uh, are very skillful in intimidating school board members even even if you have a a a, a conservative board a board yes. that you think you think well we got that taken care of we've got you know our entire board is conservative yeah. and then you find that they take a vote and they all go along they all vote for International Transgender Day or something like that. That that is just like what? 
you can, and and they don't they don't have to do that but they are encouraged to because and, and some of the excuses are well we need to go along with state standards we need to follow the oregon department of education we have to adopt this curriculum because it is recommended by the department of education and it okay. does fulfill the standards well that doesn't mean that that only those curriculums are the ones that fulfill the standards there are many others that that and also you don't have to teach certain things if, if the board the board really has ultimate control they have so much power they don't realize and in the first month they can submit a resolution and if they have a majority they can pass it uh we have a proclamation on our website it's called uh Parents Rights and Education Month is basically a proclamation that identifies and recognizes that parents should that they should work with the board and their opinions should be considered when policies are adopted. But just that alone, that's all it's about. And yet these boards are refusing to pass it because the union is putting pressure on them. Mm -hmm. Unions and in some cases, many cases, the superintendents. Mm -hmm. So it seems as if everybody has their hands behind their backs uh, tied together with zip ties and that say superintendent and Oregon Department of Education and OEA, Oregon and, Education Association. And Oregon School Board is just as bad. Oregon School Board Association Oregon that a lot of boards belong to, they're just as bad. They're awful. The, your board members most likely swear an oath to protect the the U.S. Constitution. My board members have voted unconstitutional things in since, you know, the last three years. The highest authority in our land is the Constitution. So if it doesn't fall legal there, it should not fall legal at all. But the lack of backbone, I mean, it's it's unconceivable to me. I don't understand being afraid to vote no, which is, I've been told. I don't want to be the only one. You know what? Be the only one. What's going to happen here pretty soon? What is going to happen? We're talking about hatred between students. We're talking about looking down on students because their skin color, both ways, white, black, and brown, all of it. You're right. looking down on them. If you cannot stand up for that, you do not belong in a school board position. I don't care what the superintendent tells you. I don't. I just don't care. And I don't know why anyone else does. If it's wrong, it's wrong. It, and there's something else, April, that's going on here, I think, uh, within the faith community. Yes. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And that is, I would say, denial. Yes. And I, I don't want to attack any specific church or anything, right. but church leaders, uh, for the most part, are being very cautious. Yes. Don't want to get involved in schools, in public schools, yes. because they believe it is political. Well, actually they are. And I make that I make that case. Well, they are. I mean, they're government yes. schools. That's that, of course they are. But yet about 80% minimum of students in this country attend a public school. Yes, you're so, right. And many of those children are in your congregation. Right. Okay. They cannot afford private school. They cannot, they don't have the luxury to homeschool. They are not in a position to to take an alternative route. And so they are they're stuck in the school. They it's uh and and that's that's where that's where the crux is, is that uh it is now not safe for many, for many families to have their children in the public school. And because they're there such a large amount of time, more time in the school, and now that they're starting at age three, than they are with their own family. I mean, think about it. 
And so, oh. so, so the schools are taking advantage of that. They're taking, taking advantage of the fact that parents um, are trying to survive, mm -hmm. that they're very busy, uh, that they, you know, they can barely make ends meet mm -hmm. and they have a lot of pressure. They have discipline issues. They have marital problems. I mean, all of these things, but that is a concern of the faith community as well. And I totally agree. And I will say, again, another problem is, you know, he who controls a purse controls, right? right? So, you know, if you belong to a church, and I'm sorry to say this, but, you know, people really need to start thinking about things like 501c3s. Yeah. Okay? That has let made some churches let their hands be tied oh. because they're not supposed to engage in political speech. Okay. Now, I would argue that it's a biblical speech, but it doesn't matter. You have the freedom of, of speech. Use it while we can, or we're going to lose it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I agree with you. The church yeah. and Christians should be leading the way for truth and for freedom, right? That is what we're supposed to be about. And if we're not willing to do that, who is? Because we're not afraid. Correct. I'm not afraid. No. What are they going to do to me? Exactly. I mean, what are they going to do? Arrest me? I'd like to see that. Exactly. I'm trespassing. Okay. Yeah. You know, so we have to lead the way. We have to be willing to be the leaders and um, not, again, not trying to attack any certain person. Um, I just would, pref I would like to see that a little bit more. And, you know, even in our homeschool community, you know, a lot of us, I understand why you feel like you just want to take a side step back and let the public schools figure out their thing. I get it. But those kids are the future of our nation and you're still paying for their education. Exactly. The ESD is funded by the public. That whole anti-racism thing, right. funded by the public. Right. And yes, we're our tax dollars. And and here's another side note to that. So we, we address the faith community. But then, okay, then then what what about this critical race theory? Uh, yes. What is it doing? What is it doing uh, to our nation? Yes. And it's it's un-American. Yeah. I I say it's treason. And this treason is being perpetuated by our own government against the citizens yes, and using our minor children mm -hmm. to further uh, false teaching. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's it's false teaching. Number one, it's it's a theory, mm -hmm. and uh, dividing people. That is not what we do in this country, right. but we've got to change the narrative here. And that means we cannot let up. We have to, we have to turn up the burners. Absolutely. And that's what we're planning to do. We make things easy for you at Parents Rights in Education, and we'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called join us oh and one last thing would you be willing to support us financially any donation large or small is a help we are a 501c3 organization and that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount that you give to pre i encourage you to join the pre 12 by 12 club that's 12 dollars a month for 12 months if you do that, you'll receive a complimentary parent guide 
as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org, and click on the donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and for helping us do what we do here. This is Parents' Rights, now.